Hey, this is Eves Caritas, and you're listening to Dash Radio. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to Dash Radio. My name is DJ Hop of the group Feeling Good. Very excited to have Eves Caritas. Did I say it right? Yes. I got it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Here with us in studio. Uh, originally from Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, living in London, yeah. here in LA for a little bit. And we're g- glad to be able to catch you on this whirlwind that you're on. You've got two songs that you brought in for us. Uh, we've got Further Than the Planes Fly and There For You. We're going to get into all of that. Um, but I want to know a little bit more about who is Eves. And by the way, it's Eves with an S on the end of that. Yeah, and it yeah. begins with an E. Yes, yes. Like. Um, <laughs> tell me a little bit more about how you how you got into music, how you found your voice, all of that. Okay, well, I grew up in Cairns, which is in North Queensland in Australia, right by the Great Barrier Reef. And it's a pretty small town. It's kind of like sleepy old, like <laughs> old time resort town. Like that's what it okay. feels like when you're there. It's kind of very dated and nothing has really changed for 30 plus years, but it's so beautiful. I mean, it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever lived in mm-hmm. um but i think because it's so far away from everything i just became so fascinated with like american pop culture as a kid which most people do in australia because it's i don't know the foreign like right it's so different yeah beautiful yeah. land on the other side of the ocean but i always was i don't know just really interested in writing songs when i was younger i started writing songs when i was 11. wow you remember um, the first song you wrote? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> what was um, it? it was about being an angel. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I sang it to my brother's friend who was having a sleepover at our house. I still remember that. That was fun. And I got positive feedback. Right. <laughs> Hence why we're here. I imagine probably if that there was some negative feedback, that might have been discouraging at that point. What what prompted you to, to even start writing? Um... To be honest, I was getting bored of singing along to other artists mm. that I loved at the time. I I had a really big obsession with um like two sides of the road, I guess, like Hillary Duff and also Joni Mitchell. Okay. So it was a very weird crossroads, okay. but I mean both of them were just my idols and I kind of just got a bit bored of singing along to those. I remember just being like, All right, I'm just gonna make my own song up today. Mm. Um, and I won't be bored. <laughs> and and when you wrote the song, this first song about angels, right? Yeah. Um, were you, like, had anybody told you how to write or anything like that? Or you just sort of maybe took some of the structure from the songs that you were singing along to? How did you put that together? I guess it was mostly just feeling my way mm. through it mm-hmm. because I was yeah quite obsessed with pop music and I mean still to this day I nothing really gives me as much satisfaction and energy as like just dissecting a good pop song Mm. and figuring out what makes it work right um and that's been an obsession of mine yeah for over 10 years now but my dad's always been pretty musical we always had guitars in the house so I think that's a big reason why I picked up the guitar as well because I picked up the guitar at the same time and yeah that's nice. how it started. Nice, mm. nice. Um, and so you've gotten to a point now where you know you're now releasing music and whatnot. How did you get to that next chapter? So to go from, you know, writing songs at eleven and mm. sort of strumming along on a guitar to then being able to like get to this point in which you're you know putting out records and records doing well out there. 
Uh, it's long-winded and a lot of it is based on meeting people, I think. Mm. I mean, the minute you decide to take your music outside of your bedroom, you're already doing a good thing for yourself because you're socialising and collaborating, whether it just be in like a sort of verbal way. Mm-hmm. I started playing at like a small cafe in Cairns on Thursday nights, had like a singer-songwriter evening. And just from that, it's just like, a series of meeting one person after the other who introduced me to this person, to that mm-hmm. person, and then eventually I moved to Brisbane and eventually, yeah, met my label there. And it was just, yeah, a series of meeting people and good fortune, I guess. Right, right. Timing. Timing. Right, right place, right time. Yeah. Being prepared for that. But honestly, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just being kind of um, ballsy enough to take it outside of your room because mm. I think that's that. there's no point in hiding what you're doing unless right. you don't want anyone to hear it, right. <laughs> which I do want people to hear it. And that's a big step. That right there is a big step to just mm. even be able to share that with other people or even like share any of the this work that you have with other people, right? Um, all right, so let's get into some of this music that you've been working on. Uh, you've got this song called There For You that you released uh, last year in 2017. Um, tell me a little bit more about this song before we play this here. Um, this song I wrote, I wrote this in London. I had moved to London about two years ago. Um, it was a really big step for me because I'd only ever really lived in Australia and mm-hmm. it's on the other side of the world. I didn't have any family there, barely any friends. And um, this song was just very much... Um, a response to me living in this big foreign city. I'd never lived in such a an urban metropolis before mm. and I was very alone. And it's just about trying to make friends and trying to find your place in such a big, busy environment. Right. Yeah. Nice. It's got a very special place in my heart because of that because I'm taken back to – like that specific time in my life whenever right. I listen to it. Yeah, it's almost like a timestamp, right? Like yeah. a, a moment in time that you can then reflect back on. Well, I'm, I'm going to get into this here. We've got uh, There For You from Eves here in studio. We're playing this uh, song. We're going to come back and talk to Eves a little bit more about what she's working on, this other single that she's recently released. We'll talk about all of that in just a moment. But first, here it is, There For You, right here on Dash Radio.
Yep, there it is. There for you, Eve uh, Caritas. Yes? Mm -hmm. I'm getting it, right? Yeah. All right, good. I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing your name right. I know that people have butchered that in the past. Um, there for you, uh, that's a great record. Obviously, that came out last year. You've got a new song that we're going to play here. Um, tell me a little bit more. We, we were talking about the move to London and how big of a jump that was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess... For people that are back in your hometown, what do they think of all of this? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, it's so far away. When I'm in London, it almost feels impossible that my hometown exists and vice versa. I mm. went back to my hometown over Christmas and it's just it just seems so far away. They seem very opposite from each other. Uh, it's completely different climates, right. um, different seasons at that time of the year. And... I don't know, it's just a different general attitude because Cairns is very sleepy and relaxed, like it's so relaxed and then London is just hustle and bustle. Like mm -hmm. you get pushed around if you don't have a little bit of kind of chutzpah in your day-to-day yep. um, -day activities. Um, I don't know, I think a lot of people would love to be able to travel mm -hmm. um, and I just feel very blessed that I have been able to and been given the opportunity to live in London because mm -hmm. I... Honestly, I still pinch myself that I'm able to do that. Right. Yeah. What is uh, some of, I mean, you mentioned there for you is uh, in a moment in time in which you've now relocated to London and trying to make friends and trying to connect and whatnot. For people that do relocate, I mean, what is, what is some of the advice or some of the things that you've found to be helpful in terms of being able to, you know, establish yourself in a new city? I think I'm um, not putting so much pressure on yourself is a really big thing I learned. When mm. I first moved to London, I was like, oh, everything needs to happen right now. I've just moved. All my, like, all my dreams just need to start now. But that, that doesn't happen. It takes a long time to settle. It's taken me like two years, I think, to feel like I've made proper friendships mm. and just establish myself, find somewhere that I like to live. It just takes time. And I think that's probably the biggest thing I learned. That's what I would tell other people. It's just like, don't be impatient. Yeah, right. Um, just follow your in your intuition and you will get to where you want to go. And I imagine, I mean, it does require a bit of initiation on your part of like being able to like say, I'm actively going to go out and try and yeah. be out there and try mm. and meet other people and try and, you know, settle in and find my, find my yeah. places, find my people, all of that. Yeah, it definitely, I mean, you just have to kind of take the pressure of seeing results straight away. Mm -hmm, you got to work mm -hmm. like as hard as possible because you've kind of, well, I mean, in my, my example, I moved and I put my whole being into just uprooting. I left my family, my friends, and it's kind of like, all right, this is game time. I have to perform. Right. <laughs> I have to get this right. And I, I have to be dedicated and hardworking and persevere and just know that hopefully that will pay off. Is there anything, uh, besides people, is there anything, what's the thing that you miss most about home? Uh, the food, I guess. Australian food is uh, pretty top quality. Mm. Uh, a lot of the fresh fruit and vegetables, this is, my mom's a naturopath. You start hearing this coming out. Um, Australia has beautiful tropical fruits. You see a lot of that in LA actually, right. which is why every time I come here, I feel kind of at home because LA is not dissimilar in climate and in the kind of general layout of the town to where I'm mm. from, just kind of 
spread out, um, lots of bungalows. Right. Uh, you have to drive everywhere. It's hot. Yep. So yeah, every time I'm here, it's, it's nice. Feels like home. It does, yeah. It, do you imagine at some point you may end up here in LA? Uh, that's definitely uh, a possibility. Okay. It's a little bit closer to home for me, but right. I mean, London's where I'm at right now. Yep, <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, tell me a little bit more about what is coming up for you and what you've been working on before we get into uh, Further Than the Planes Fly. I've been working on my first record. Uh, that's why I moved to London. I spent the last two years just kind of writing and writing and writing, being a massive hermit and not doing anything else. So I'm really excited about where that's going mm. um and i guess i'm looking forward to touring again because i haven't done that in quite a while so the next few months are gonna be pretty busy nice um are you in when you're writing now do you have sort of like a go-to process in terms of the writing like do you always start let's say with uh, a certain piece do you start like with the melody do you start with a hook like how do you typically go about writing when i moved to london i made myself a goal to try and teach myself Ableton. I didn't go to any mm. classes, but I had already known a little bit about it. But when I got to London, it was like, all right, this needs to be in my hands. I need to be in control. I don't like going into sessions and not feeling like I can't contribute in that area. So I spent a lot of time figuring that out. And my writing process now usually revolves around, I need a concept. Mm -hmm. like a lyrical concept I can't start anything without that and I need to be able to develop a, like a sonic identity myself in a demo before I go into a studio with anyone right um uh, so they're probably the two main things that I start with but I try to keep pretty fluid I don't like boxing myself into any one yep. way yep yeah uh, in terms of the lyrical like sort of concept or mm. whatnot where do you draw that inspiration from typically uh, it's usually some sort of response to something that's going on in my life at the time. Mm. Um, I've been writing at the moment a lot about kind of self-care and um, focusing on yourself, which is just where I'm at in my life. And, I, yeah, it needs to – when I say concept, it just needs to be like a – almost like a lyrical hook in a way. Like mm. the concept itself needs to be memorable um, it needs to be something that people hear the song and they not only remember the melody, they remember what the song's about and right. what it stands for, et right. cetera. Right. And that it probably, and that it resonates with people and that's identifiable for people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Um, I want to get into further than planes fly. Tell me a little bit more about this, this song. This is one of my favorite songs of mine that I've ever written. I, I still remember the day I wrote it. I was, um, working in my, like the first studio I rented out in London. It was like North, North London. It was like, I don't know. I didn't love the area, but I loved that I had somewhere to go and work. And it was winter. It was this one particular day and there was like a beautiful sunset. And I just remember actually riding the bus and seeing like a plane in the sky. This is as cliche as possible. No. But, um, <laughs> I remember riding the bus up there and then just kind of getting in the studio and messing around a bit. At the time, I was really obsessed with um, writing things backwards. Like I would write melodies and and flip them and see what it sounded like in reverse. And that definitely contributed to the songs. So writing melody. the melody. 
and then, then writing it melodies. in Ableton and then flipping it in Ableton? Is that yeah. what you're doing? Okay. I would write melodies and then f- reverse them mm-hmm. and see what it sounded like just because there's such a kind of like a mystery card to that um, process. Right. And I just loved the results that I was getting half the time because they were so weird. Mm. And then I would try and form that into like a kind of actual functioning piece of music. Right. And that's kind of how this song was born. I had the lyric and I had this weird like backwards thing. Right, right. (laughs) And um, I wrote around it and I still remember I wrote the song really out of tune because I had, I have like an OP1, which is a little, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. little um, synthesizer. And I had like put my own sample in there of a, like an old organ that I had sampled and it was really out of tune. So I wrote this whole song and it was just in between notes and it was really confusing trying to get it um, sounding proper. But You got it there. Yeah, it just had something in it and I'm really glad that we followed through and made sense of it in right. the studio. Yeah, sometimes those little pieces are what ends up giving it character. Yeah. Right? And a lot of times like um, with music, it's the... It's almost like perfection is in the imperfection a lot of times. And it's like happy accidents that just sort of come about, you know? It's just when you can be as experimental and DIY as possible. Mm. I think that's when the true magic happens. Yep. Yep. And I, yeah, that's why I love this song so much because it just, it was like a mess that just fell into place, like a a nice looking mess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to play the nice looking mess right here. Uh, This is Further Than Planes Fly. Eve, uh, Eve's, I'm sorry, Eve's Caritas hanging out with us here in studio. Don't go anywhere. This is her new song, Further Than Planes Fly, right here on Dash Radio.
Yep, there it is. Further than planes fly. Uh, I see what you're talking about. The the melody piece of it, which yeah. is very catchy. Mm. That part of it is is very catchy. And I would have never thought that that would have been created the way that you did. But that's such an interesting way of doing that. Um, Eves Caritas here with me in studio. It's been a pleasure having you here. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I can't wait for the project to come. I know that you've, you're you know busy working on music. As soon as that album is ready, please let us know. Um, I'm very curious to hear the rest of it and hear more of your work and watch you you know continue to rise. Uh, you've got a home here at Dash or a third home here uh, at Dash in, in <laughs> Los Angeles. And uh, we appreciate everybody who is out there for tuning in as well. Just a reminder... After this is aired on Dash Radio, we'll go ahead and put it up and archive it on my website, hapaworld.com. You can catch this interview there in its entirety. Um, I've also got links back to all of Eve's stuff as well, like links back to where you can listen to this on Spotify and her socials and all of that. You can find there. And it'll also go up for podcast also. So you can search Eve's name as well, which is E-V-E-S. And then Caritas is K-A-R. K-A-R-Y-D-A-S, right? Uh-huh. Caritas, gotcha. Good old Greek name. Good old Greek name. There <laughs> it is. Um, I, again, appreciate you being here. It's been a pleasure. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. We will catch you guys tomorrow, same place, same time, right here on Dash Radio. And just remember, uh, music is life and life is good. On behalf of all of us here at Dash, we'll see you later.